0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: So welcome to the latest edition of the Truth Faith Podcast. Um, I'm your host tonight, Ben. I'm joined by Dodzy. um You would only remember they go down to Birmingham at the weekend. Yes, um I was there. How uh, how how was your trip down?
2: Shite. <laughs> um So Ben, very, you're very kindly hosting this week while you asked me the questions on what went on. Um and uh, it was a it was a very average trip. I did my match report for true faith, um, which has actually provoked a little bit of discussion in the comments box um about the nature of Newcastle support, but more on that later. Um as as most of you who are listening will know it was a dreadful, dreadful game. Um, very interesting lineup. Uh, interesting tactical changes from Rafa to suit the uh, options that he had available to him. And I know it was only four minutes, but what a four minutes! <laughs> we're all I'm serious. We're all over them. The best to start of the game this season. I really like the way that um, Murphy and Mitrovic linked up in that in that short spell. Hang on. What? So it's a bit of praise for Mitrovic. You, did, well, it, you, you heard it here first. When I heard they were playing up front together... He's caving. When I heard they were playing up front together, <coughs> I was worried that it was going to be kind of, you know, two players with a centre-back each, you know, no one running on in behind. Like, so basically you'd just you would, you'd get... Basically what happened when Mitrovic went off, where Murphy was flicking on the ball to no one. <laughs> but what they did was that it seemed to me like they intentionally played really close together so when one of them went for a high ball the other one didn't flick on but they went for the
1: second balls and yeah.
2: again i mean it must have only happened two or three times because it was so little time but we started the game great but nah,
1: not not a classic just further on that point so obviously one of the big um talking points so far this season i guess has been the 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 potential of playing four four two. 4 2 having seen that for a brief period at, at birmingham do you think that's something that we should be utilizing or I mean, it's a hard one based on the four minutes. Like the, I mean, there's there's two ways of
2: looking at it because you look at you look at the the wings especially and it was definitely. I mean, first of all, I think it was Lee Ryder trying to claim we we're playing three five two from the start, not a chance. Um, it was definitely four four two. Whether it was this four four two when we're in possession and out of possession, because obviously, mm-hmm. be, before in this day and age, the well, no, before we scored, Birmingham didn't have the ball. Were that oh, were wait. that on top? <laughs> we're just all over them. Um, but Haidara was definitely playing left back. With Lazar in front, yeah. because Haidara was getting down the the the, um, the line as well, and then Anita unfortunately was playing right mid, had Yedlin, so you could you could look at it and say that's a really defensive thing to do. Mm-hmm. Play four four two with four fullbacks on the pitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as the kind of people who enjoy criticizing Rafa, say like imagine if um, Podu had done that or McLaren. <laughs> But it worked. It worked really well. So it, yeah, it
1: was four four two. But it was also like very flexible because he had so many fullbacks on. I was going to say, to be fair to the likes of well, to Rafa, the, the likes of Yedlin and Lazar, I don't really think you could say a, a natural sort of defenders. Um, well, they, Hydara. The one to fly was, and yeah. Hydra as well. Yeah, The one they want to be bombing forward, so they're, they're pretty attacking full Um I mean, Era probably is. <laughs> is the strange want to be playing on the right wing? He's probably more comfortable sitting in at the right back, but. Um, I tell you it's, what, it's just getting plays on the pitch, though, isn't it? Is a point Yedlin, I think, with Le- Lazar, especially.
2: Oh, Lazar was way better left wing than than like left wing back. Yeah. Way with basically, at fault for the goal. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, would answer your question, does four four two work? Well, Burn will play in four four two. So up against a very direct team like that, I'd say yes. I don't think we'll see it too often. I mean, Rafa was basically forced to do it because Perez got injured in training. Was, if Perez hadn't been injured in training. Um, I don't think Murphy would have started
1: with obviously diome away um, obviously if Perez is missing then so do, do you think it'll likely be Murphy and, and uh, Gale up front then or do you think he'll well I don't, I don't know how long Perez is out for I don't know
2: whether he's back for, for Saturday or not um, it's, it's a tough one isn't it whether I mean who he plays because he's going to play callback and Hayden mm-hmm. in the midfield too Tiote played was was. Terrible, <laughs> like really bad. Um, I mean, it's not his fault.
1: I was going to say, a bit like, of an odd want to put him in. Just, just no one else. There's, a,
2: there's just literally no one. Well, yeah. I could. I say there's no one else. He could have played Hayden, but he's got to He's kind of thinking, I've got to rest some people here. It's quite. I saw some funny remarks. People saying. Um, they're putting Tiot in the shop window because all the fucking <laughs> all the fucking scouts were in uh, Birmingham, Newcastle in the cup, weren't they? Like, all right, catch up on some yeah, local. Those,
1: those Chinese,
2: yeah, uh, exactly, up and coming talents. Like, nice. oh, last, it's not until you're gonna have to fly over like, <laughs> in the hope that Tiotte plays um, some shop window, like. But oh. yeah, he was absolutely terrible. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's a tough one for the for the game on Saturdays, but um, we, we really didn't play well.
1: I suppose that that's. I, I mean obviously um we've've we've sort of missing a few players now it's it's getting to the point where the squad's starting to look a bit bare especially in in the center mid um i mean obviously hopefully we'll see some new new faces coming in january um but I suppose it would take the pressure off off that midfield if he did go with with the two up top because at least then we can go that direct route especially at Murphy i mean yeah it'd be nice to see him obviously get a maybe a little run if, after scoring um he's Rarely, rarely had an opportunity this season other than sort of the cup games. And, so. and
2: he and he played really well. First half especially. He played really well. I think he I think he tired second half and the rest of the team naturally getting deeper didn't help him because when he was holding the ball or flicking on, mm-hmm. there was no one near. I mean, Gufran was allegedly playing up front with him, but he was just all over the shot really. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but he I saw his miss. He that was a really bad miss. And it looks it looks better in on, on the telly, I was there near the front, and you just like score, yeah, just score, just stretch, it and score. Like, doesn't matter if you fall over and score, <laughs> it just seems like he didn't want to fall over. Like, yeah, and it, 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 I don't know what he was trying to do. Also, on the high, I don't think I showed you on the highlights before that, you got a great chance where a ball was crossing the box, and the centre back missed it, and he was all alone in the six yard box, and he dragged his shot wide. So, that was two definite goals he should chances. have scored to finish the game off. And that was that was the most straightened thing. I mean, that was one talking point in the OI end. Um, was was it right to bring on Gufran or Gale mm-hmm. And I think he clearly said to himself, like Gail, wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah. Um, we need him fresh. We need him ready for um, Brentford. But I think if he brings Gale on there to play alongside Murphy, Murphy will pr- we'll probably Run win. On. We'll probably win the game and don't have to do a replay. But it's all if buts, and maybe's isn't
1: it? It's a it's a tough one, isn't it? Cause it's a it's a balancing act. I mean, obviously Birmingham have, have been awful recently. We, we, you probably thought would be good enough with, with the players and we it so ahead. much in those first five yeah. minutes like you'd
2: probably think and Goufran will go and slot ease which to be fair yeah. he was right because if Goufran <laughs> takes his chances the game's we'll over by game, by
1: 18 minutes I think it's one of those though on, on the flip side if if you bring Gale on and he gets injured then you're literally down to yeah. Daryl Murphy up front and <laughs> God knows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that leaves me. Um so I, I think it's one of those you, uh, is, is that Emmanuel Riviere Put <laughs> <We've got> the <laughs> flight back so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, so we're, I mean, obviously, looking forward, we're we're going to the return match. How do you think you'll you'll play that one? Just looking forward.
2: Well, I mean, we're the after Brentford. We'll have four out of five home games, which will be nice. Um, real chance to sort the home oof, home form out. Um, so we're gonna have we'll have Birmingham at home, Rotherham who are shy to bottom of the league at home, um, someone else shit. QPR yeah, at QBR. home, Oxford away, and then Derby at home. Who are not shit. Um. So that's a really nice little run for us there. So the Birmingham game comes quite nicely at the start of that. Um. Beat, I mean, the the club have announced ten pound tickets again, which is fantastic. Hopefully, see at least forty thousand there. Which you know, considering that was what, you know, you pick a pick a crowd from most of these teams playing at the weekend, and there was hardly one there. I mean. Birmingham uh, crowd was right. I think it was thirteen thousand with five thousand Newcastle fans. To be honest, with you, I think that's an exaggeration as well. Um, there's there's no way that ground was half full, and there was a whole there was a whole stand closed. <laughs> yeah, they're trying, and, and the other stands were empty, and they're trying to say the ground was half full. So I'm not I'm not having that, but um, I don't know about. I think it's a bit too early to tell. We'll see what happens against Brentford. Yeah. I imagine he'll put a strong team out um, against them in the in the replay, but we'll see. It'll also be, also be interesting to see if it brought anyone in by that
1: point yeah. it's, it's a tough one um, so based, based on the squads so obviously that we've got today um, I mean just, just quickly talk about some of the players that came in against Birmingham so the likes of Lazar, Murphy how did you rate the players that haven't really had much of a look well, in the, so
2: far? The most interesting one for me was Haidara because we are big fans of his and it's it's really funny because what we get some really nice comments about the podcast thanks to everybody who tweets for it. like I know it's a bit like <laughs> humble brag and arrogance We're, to retweet we'll get, all the phrase we'll get
1: plenty of ones that aren't but so. we'll have plenty of people <laughs> i dislike with, like
2: apparently we we'll tell people how to be supporters it's like no nah, we just don't want you to scream abuse at our own players it's not not really that much of a controversial line you think but anyway um so it's not you know anyway people our critics seem seem to think we'll have like have an for rich yet yeah, love paul dummett like if anyone who's listened to this podcast the last two years and we'll be able to testify there is no love for Paul Dummett here. <laughs> yes, he's improved this season and he looks more comfortable at this level, so we're happy enough with him.
1: We're we're sugarcoating it.
2: Yeah. But the fact that he is Newcastle's like unquestioned left back does not does not like sit sit well. Sit well whether we he needs some competition. Haidar has always been the most likely person to provide it, and I think he started the game off at left back and he did really well. Like I said, him and Lazar caused chaos down Birmingham's right, first five minutes. Um, seriously they did though I mean the goal came from that side um, the cross well no the goal that led to the corner which came from the other side came from that side um, and <laughs> then Haidara I think the goal kick was from that side wasn't it <laughs> then Hydara, um moved into centre back playing the 5 three, 2 and you know what at centre-back he did alright it sounds strange that like I didn't really notice him I noticed Grant Hanley a lot more because obviously Hanley Burnham played a lot of high balls so Hanley was going for
1: the high balls I think he was possibly at fault for the, the goal um, just with um, the, the, from the replay anyway he's the closest defender and he's nowhere near the Hydera right I'll blame yeah, Lazar. Where, where yeah. the left back is though, I was gonna say yeah, Lazar gets where done. The, where yeah. Lazaro is though is at, he's nowhere to be done. seen here, yeah, so you get done.
2: But I mean what it didn't show you on the highlights is the referee absolutely fucked up. The referee was terrible, by the way. Stopped the game so much. Premier League referee, I can't remember his name, but um he won a Birmingham won a free kick, which I expected to go our way. I thought Gouffran had been tripped. It's one of those like a coming together. Mm-hmm. But it was either not a free kick, our free kick. The last thing it was is their free kick. The ball was about ten yards away, so much so that and, and and Birmingham took it quickly, so much so the referee had to turn around to see what was going on. And allowed play allow on and we, play. we were we were done on the counter. And and then Birmingham, you know we were, were all out of position, so yeah, Hydara probably didn't get close to the man, but I I blame the referee entirely for that goal and Lazar. <laughs> um but also think... Lazar, obviously, because of the fact that it was a counter-attack, Lazar found himself on the wrong side mm-hmm. at, at the on the right back yeah. position for us, and everyone was clearly out of place. Boom had men forwards, but the referee proper fucked were there, um, very frustrating. So Haidara played well; it was really good. I really want him to continue progressing and give Paul some some good competition because I think Haidara could be a a really good player for Newcastle. He's been here since two thousand and twelve, like or thirty, yeah, been here, four years. Not really kicked on, is he? That's no. a problem. Well, he's it's, been it's, he has it,
1: exactly. That's the problem, is he needs to stay fit, um, yeah, which is potentially, well, it's obviously out of his hands sometimes. Well, but I like the way that, any time he's come back previously,
2: it's like Hidara's back and training first team. Yeah. Now he's been in training months. Yeah. It's almost like Rafa's like, right, you've had so many injuries We're over your short career, sure, you yeah. may as well just take an extra couple of months of training, um, intensive You know, personal sessions, and then reserve team football, bit of a preseason almost. Exactly, really good way of putting it. Give himself that preseason which he's never had with us, um, and you know we'll take things from there. So that was really positive. Mm-hmm. Lazare, uh, you've got to worry about him for his his castle career, unless he turns into a left winger, which he that's, might be capable of. That's
1: the thing, isn't it? Is when we've when we've seen. I mean, obviously we pretty much the, the main one we saw it was the the cup game against the Wolves, where he looked good going forward, but he was very sort of shaky at the back was maybe taking a few too many chances which isn't what Rafa will be wanting um, just a bit more on him do you do you think he's got the ability to be a good defender or just are you as you're saying there do you think he, he has to be just playing more no,
2: than I, attacking I, I don't see him really at this level remember in the championship I, I, I think Rafa just doesn't trust him as a left back
1: I mean that's the worrying thing though you you would expect him to be able to, to develop I mean you remember the likes of Enrique um, previously, sort of foreign uh, left left full back who came in and really learnt his trade in the ch- in the championship season where he, yeah. he he got bullied a bit, but he he um, he, he sort of came out of that with flying colours and and really solidified himself as as a as a really good left back going forward. Do, do you think we're we're not really giving Lazard that opportunity because he's hardly been playing? I think the fact he's small
2: doesn't help mm-hmm. um, in at this level, and I think the fact that. Um, the the back four is so settled beyond the right back you'd say the the rest or the back five even just doesn't change mm-hmm. um so i just i think you know he might he might be able to forge a career for himself as a left winger but i'm not not convinced he'll get a chance in the in the replay so mm-hmm. we'll probably talk more after then one player i've already talked about to you another thing we need to say too much more than that he, he played because there was no one else if um you know, if Shelby's fit to it doesn't doesn't play like that. He should game.
1: be on his way out, really. It's it's just a case of whether there's any takers for him really, isn't it? Yeah. Whether he stays or not.
2: One player who didn't do well was Matt Sells, again. And it's uh it's 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 bad because you know, I tried to say when we did the podcast after the whole game, I tried to say that I thought I'd seen some improvement before he made his mistake, and then he went backwards after the mistake and same thing again there. I mean, there was two in the first half um, Birmingham should have scored from both where he flapped and one where he flapped and the, under no pressure at all he, he he weakly punched the ball when he could have caught it and under no pressure and the other one um, in, this, in the first half was when he started to come LaSalle's therefore stops and then Sells stopped and the Birmingham player put it over the ball and he should have scored mm-hmm. didn't make it on the highlights I don't think and that's really bad You can and, and Jamal LaSalle's having a proper fucking go at him mm-hmm. like saying what are you doing and then you've got the second half when he Again, under no pressure at all. He, he punches the ball really badly when there was no... I don't even think it was a burn and play in the six-yard box, never mind close to him. And you've also got um, occasions in the second half. His kicking is still very good, mind that He kicks the ball very well. It's the last thing you've bothered about, though, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, but he, 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 did, he does that thing I think we talked about earlier in the season where defenders are facing their own goal and they pass it back and he's on his heels he's like he's surprised and you're he, like why are you on your heels like you know where it, where he kind of bends down and takes a step forward as if like oh. fuck I didn't expect that and it's yeah. like well what do you think they're going to do like <laughs> it's at least a possibility yeah. that facing their own goal with a player in front of them they're going to pass back to you and it, 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 it really ruined the day for a lot of people and it's not just me and I know I know our critics who who still seem to listen to her um, don't like us criticising the support because you know when when you cast United we got the best fans in the world ever Fifty thousand every week all that kind of stuff but the the support at birmingham and it's not just me it, it was really really bad like great numbers fantastic numbers but that's you know as as we expect it would be strange if it was anything different but um you know you, you got to the situation in the second half where cells came and caught a ball and there was a massive ironic cheer like a huge like ironic cheer from the awareness just like how are lads like no need for that all that's gonna do is 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 is, is harm him, mm-hmm. and then I mean there was one at the end right where it came running off his line, no one near him to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Literally just a goalkeeper running catching a bouncing ball, not a high ball, not a fast ball, just a ball going towards a goalkeeper, and he and he and he like squeezed it and it went up in the air, and then he he, he caught it a second time, but it was proper like, a bit embarrassing, like embarrassing moment. Like how I'm like that's really bad, but. And I was pissed off. And other people were pissed off. We were like, "How oh am I mate? But like a section of the away support started singing the Carl Dollar song of them in the eighty fourth minute or something. And you you're just like, "You're pricks." Like, like I, I, unless unless someone wants to tweet in, I I don't know how how does that possibly help? That like that Anyone. player or the team. Like it's just it's just a really nasty thing to do. And listen, I think. I I I've tried to give him a chance and I and I still think he can improve, but I think he should go on loan and play football somewhere mm-hmm. um to to get better because his confidence is so badly shot at the moment,
1: but he, he just stuff like that's not gonna help. He'll <laughs>
2: play the replay, but with but but with Rob Elliott coming and I've no fan of Rob Elliott, but he's he's fucking miles better than this lad.
1: At, you, you know my feelings on sales. I mean I've said it after the whole game, I I don't think he should play again um for Newcastle. But obviously they're gonna they're gonna continue playing. Listen,
2: but I, the weird thing about him, right, is is he's clearly a good keeper. And I know that sounds contradictory what <laughs> what I've just said. But in in terms I, of I like, don't like think he exactly does that you, know, you, you know what? That, you know what the hard things are as a goalkeeper, like shot stopping. Like that's like you know the, what? What would you rate a goalkeeper on? The main thing he has to be good at is keeping, keeping the, ball the ball out, out of the net, and he's not bad at that. He's good at that. He pulled out. He's pulled off some really good saves this season, kind of in in isolation. I'd love you to name them. Will Brighton? He pulled off a fantastic save. Brighton. That's right. the only one. I can well, think that's on. one. I was
1: gonna say. If you give
2: us I'm, I'm, I'm that. just trying to think of games that I've been at you haven't seen. <laughs> Bristol. Oh my god, at Bristol he was nah. Um, you was at Bristol as well. Um, but like, I I don't think I don't think he has a problem with shot stopping. I think he's a good solid goalkeeper in that respect and like I said his kicking is very good he, he very he very rarely gives the ball away or he, he has the ability to to find players that maybe Darlo doesn't and I think Darlo's mint by the way I think mm. he's a really good keeper and we're lucky to have him but he's just so shit the little things like coming from your line, like communication, mm-hmm. and I'm sure like anyone you, you who knows say them, little things that they're, not, yeah. little things, they're, they're, they're not, not little things are they're not little things. But you'd th- you'd think they're the things that are easier easier yeah. to yeah. practice on. Like I, you I, think I, yeah. like being being a good shot stopper is isn't something you can like get better at yeah, over yeah. a season or two seasons or mm-hmm. something. Like communicating with your defense or expecting players to pass back to you when you when they're <laughs> facing your own. Goal, it like you think that would be improved, but I don't know. I'm not a football. I'm not a goalkeeping coach. So I mean that's bollocks. But that's it's just such a bizarre state of affairs,
1: and you'll probably play in the replay. You'd think as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it is a worrying one because I I just you just think, as you say, there there's some real flaws in his game there that I don't know how to fix him and. I think what you're saying there. I mean the things that he might be good at. I mean I I disagree with you a bit. I I just don't. I don't see but he hasn't. I don't, I don't see a keeper in there a, that's,
2: he hasn't let in that there have been like apart from Villa away which was his fault but again that's the indecision if he stands still for that Villa goal the ball just bounces into his arms Hull. and if he comes oh Hull oh shit Hull was terrible Mas, mate. Hull was bad but right, I that still the argument there
1: it's just I I, 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 I was talking about league games actually, <laughs> was, in the league he's brilliant he's just not a <laughs> cupkeeper which is the problem because he's just playing in the Cubs <laughs> Um no, I just think I think there is an element there where it's probably a case where it's co- confidence in his game. And I think if you're full of confidence, then everything goes for you, and you you do things right and, and all the rest of it. He's obviously had a bit of a shaky start. It, it didn't help with the team um, not having the best of starts as well. I think, and it's it's possibly um, impacting. But at the same time, like he's got to take the I, he's got to take the criticism I've because he's just, he's just
2: been awful. I've also just remembered Wolves at home when he was was terrible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think we it's a, it's a bad one. I mean, luckily it, it only cost worth four million, so it's not as if we're, we're handcuffed to, him to, to have to play. It's yeah. not like he was a, ten, fifteen million pound or whatever. So, you, yeah, you, and, and, and as you said, it's we're lucky that we've got Darlow who's come in, and and brilliant, and access. then Elliot coming back. No, I think Elliot will, will can challenge Darlow. Um, yeah, again, he's another player that's got his own flaws that he's got to get better up, but. I think they're, them two keepers are at a similar level I would say Dollar and Elliot they're a, a good they're good championship keepers very good championship dollar, keepers I
2: think, I think Dollar's no
1: no but what keeper. I mean is is that they're two keepers that could be starting for pretty much every other team yeah, in this yeah. league I think so they're, they're two of the sort of better ones um, and I, I just don't I don't, I think we're wasting our time if we're, we're going to continue to give that lad a game but We'll yeah. see.
2: Like was like like any player criticised. The, the the thing I want most to happen is is for him just to get better and be mint and shove our words down my throat. Right. same with Mitrovic, like who again for four minutes was was crazy and good. <laughs> I'll give him it. Give him enough criticism. This I, love, season. I
1: love I love how like we we get a lot of chrism for for hating Rich, Rich. I'm pretty sure it's only you that really <laughs> rants about him and kicks off about him. No, side, um, doesn't, side doesn't like him either Sai's yeah, uh, the
2: other one, aren't But um, on 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 Winter Rich, like it's kind of good that. He's like only picked up the injury that he has. I was going mean, to say, it's it been a like, lot well, you said, well, I end, thought didn't, didn't obviously the in the O.N. He just thought oxygen hasn't moved. As, like all the terms. the referee and the players, as soon as like obviously saw the gash, were like come you know like to the bench quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah. So you just like this, this is a this broken is broken leg. Yeah, so it is really good that he's only out for the for the ten days or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, I was thinking like what a five minutes that would have been for Darrell Murphy. I'm sure he's not a <laughs> bad bloke. He's like first goal for Newcastle, Mitri Richard for the season, here we fucking go. Um but no. Um I, I, try, I think that's everybody who who kind of who's who's played the game there. I don't think there's anyone else who I need to go so into.
1: Looking forward to Brentford then. Um so is there any players that you think have played the 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 way into the team that wouldn't have, have probably been starting part of that game? Well I I'm think- assuming there will be a lot of changes, so you you would expect you'd,
2: you'd assume that the, the team that started against um Blackburn yeah. will will be back. Start. Uh is not going to be there. Um mm-hmm. if Perez, like you say, if Perez is the the interesting one, isn't it? Because if he's if he's fit then he starts behind Gale. And if he's not fit, does he play four four two? Um I can't see him pushing Gale any further back, but who knows? I mean these are it's kind of the first time in the season that there's been this kind of enforced tactical change like yeah. there was on, on Saturday because of the players available. Uh, so it's a really it's a really interesting one to see how he how it goes with that. i, I, I mean, don't think we're forgetting anyone.
1: We've, we've talked about sort of the op- options he's got there. So I mean you've obviously you've well, Atu's not here either as well, as he? nope. he's gone so I suppose it's you potentially could play Goofran in that role maybe. Yeah, yeah. And put Lazar on the left. I Good don't point. know Richie on the right. Well, people, um, some people even talk about playing Richie in, in behind. Well I was gonna say was me other one was potentially put Richie there, but then who just stick on the right, Anita. Well, goof, goof, well Anita or Gufran and <laughs> then put Lazar on yeah, the left. But it? these or, are these all sound like or, too implausible, do I was they? gonna say or put Yedlin there who has played right wing this week uh, this season. Aye. Um and then and basically just switch the two of them from <laughs> um Anita. Put him at right back it's it's going to be interesting to see
2: because i think the funny thing is like i hope like perez has been so rubbish <laughs> yeah. i hope these things do happen yeah, i don't i hope he's not injured but
1: it's it's one of those things isn't it it's there's sort of a few a few sort of i suppose concerns just in the the way the team's been playing recently the the look um they've, they've struggled a little bit to create goal scoring opportunities i mean that the blackburn game were absolutely battered then with yeah, I'm not you know, like I said, I'm not concerned about yeah. the thing. game. It, it, it was such a freak result. I mean, we said at the time, I think you could play that game 10 times again, I think we'll win it 10 times. Um, it was just a strange one that we, for whatever reason, we just couldn't create that, um, that sort of opportunity where we've got a, a clear goal. But um, you, you think if, if, if Brentford come in and they do sort of try and stick to a game plan and frustrate with it, it's, it's worked a couple of times against where, um, where where do you think that's sort of how we're going to break them down I mean Richie bringing Richie into the middle could be an interesting one because I think he's been a little sort of lacking at times on the wing um,
2: yeah. well, I've talked about Richie before and I think particularly home games even though ironically enough he is the first lean spell came away from home this season for him and then he he played well against um, Forest away and, and has done alright in away games since Blackburn aside Um the thing is, with Richie, he likes he likes to run onto the ball. Like he doesn't like to receive the ball stationary with a defender in front of him. Yeah. He likes to kind of be in a foot race against the defender and, and able to get past them uh, using skill or whip a ball in mm-hmm. with without maybe yarder space. The last thing he wants is like two you know two players around him a winger and a fullback, and then um, you know having to kind of put pace on the ball himself um, or have to run with the ball. Um, so. I, I don't know like in terms of him not playing well I think a, a change of tactics could, could help him a little bit there and yeah. playing Yedlin at right back most likely help him and mm. uh, then, then I always go back to it one of the best games Richie's had recently was with Anita against Birmingham at home and we absolutely shafted them Such so a tough one I, I think we'll be alright I, I expect Dwight Goal get chances Dwight Goal i will start calling you may, that you may as well call it. That, that and I called I call gofran <laughs> 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 Um if only um, but uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's like obviously we've got the Brentford fan coming up, um, who will give a little bit more insight into into how Brentford are doing. Brentford's really really scatty team, dead inconsistent. Might be losing that star striker. It's one of those ones where if we score first, we'll win, but we need mm-hmm. to score first. Yeah. And um, I think there'll be sixteen thousand, sixteen thousand, sixteen hundred Newcastle fans there um, on Saturday, and I'm I'm pretty sure it'll be a good positive away end and. nice close atmosphere and listen when we've come up in those kind of small grounds this season I'm thinking of Burton and Rotherham we've done pretty well Mm -hmm. Um, obviously Shelby played both but I think we'll be alright I think we'll win the game 2-0 yeah no, I
1: I agree I think it's one of those we've we've, we've looked really solid at the back I mean it was a stupid error um, a poor free kick giveaway against Blackburn, but we, we didn't ever look like conceding. I mean, I don't remember Blackburn yeah. having a kick at goal, let alone sort of creating any sort of calls You take that so. performance now, wouldn't you? If you oh, said right now, let's take us the domination of the game like we did at Blackburn, yeah. you'd be like, yeah, we'll, absolutely, we'll, we'll take that. You would think we'd win that one. So it'll be interesting. One say I think there's probably a little bit of a question mark around where as well, just after the the Christmas period where we've been a bit Jekyll and Hide. We've had some really good results, some really poor ones. Um, it'll be interesting to see sort of. I think it's it's all down to the players' the attitude whether they're, they're gonna uh, knuckle down. I think you've got to look at the centre the centre mid partnership though. If it is callback and Hayden, a player that pretty much nailed on the start. Um, you just want to see a little bit more positivity from them. I think Hayden especially against Blackburn was you could see he was trying trying to get forward, but it just it didn't look natural. That's not his game. He was trying to play balls that it was people were saying around us and that we said it a few times that he, he was almost trying to be Shelby like in terms of the ball wide and it's just not not, not his game I think the thing is do. though
2: I'd, I'd rather he did that than just, oh, just no, I'm not, I'm, sat in front of the oh, yeah, to him, and, that,
1: and that's what I'm saying is, is at least he was trying and he was trying yeah. to get forward um, but I think he's just got to be a bit more clinical on the ball he's got to be a bit more clever with it um, but at least he was the one that was trying to get forward so it'll be interesting to see sort of if if we can't get another player in there, the likes of Richie, I think, would be interesting to see if they could they could combine well. And we need
2: of- we need more players in the box. That was the thing against Blackburn first half, especially mm-hmm. with the domination we had. We were getting the ball in those wide areas, and there was often Dwight Gale and Diarmé, maybe in the box. Yeah. Second half, when we went one 0 down, we were getting four or five players in the box, but by that time Blackburn had all ten players in the yeah, box, yeah, and yeah. it was like it was impossible. So. Mm-hmm. I think time will tell we'll have um, a couple of people at the game who are going to come and speak to us afterwards for the podcast probably not base straight after the match Uh, but we'll we'll, we'll have a a podcast for you afterwards and then we'll look ahead to uh, four well presuming we'll beat Birmingham which is no given would have uh, four home games out of five and if we do lose to Birmingham then it's just four straight home (laughs) games Um, I think that's it Ben yeah thanks for hosting it no problem and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. And we'll be back for you with sorry.
1: We'll be back in two minutes with the Brentford fan. Oh yeah, we'll
2: be back in two minutes with the Brentford fan. Thanks. Bye for after the. We're really, really fortunate to be joined this week by uh, another opposition fan, as we've done most weeks on the podcast. Been a very, very popular addition this season uh, to the podcast. Thanks to everyone who's been in touch, kind of asking for more of it. Uh, and unlike the home game, we've managed to find a, a Brentford fan to come and talk to us. So, Jake, thank you very much for joining us. How are you tonight? Very well, thank you. Thank, thanks very much for having me. Yep, great to have you. Um suppose I'll start off with my first question. Um, the, the media is rife with talk at the moment about you losing your star striker. Uh, what do you think the chances are of that happening, and how badly will it affect your season?
3: I think it. Almost certain to happen. I said um a few weeks ago to some of my friends that uh, it's I think it's almost hundred percent. Um he's only got eighteen months left on his contract, so if we wait till the summer his value's gonna go down or depreciate and I think this is the the time we can get sort of most money for him. I think on on the face of it it's not not great for us because apart from him no one's scored any goals for us. But I think the the kind of money that people are talking, sort of twelve million, fifteen million, it's that's huge, huge sums to us. So we could bring three or four players in, and ultimately he's going to leave. So I think
2: probably now is the best time to get the most most amount of money that we can for him. I mean, how how good is he in your opinion? Because we obviously as a Newcastle fan, I look at the price tag, and I think Dwight Gale cost us ten, and he's got twenty-one goals or something to date. Um, do you think he's that kind of calibre do you think he's as good as, as as Dwight or do you think that the price tag has uh, you know is it is it more dictated on um, desperation fu- or, well desperation from West Ham or future potential any he might have? <laughs> I think it's a bit yeah, I, I think it's a, a bit of both to be honest I, I, I don't know I've probably not seen enough for Gale to compare him and I think with um with Hogan we've only seen really this is his first full season so if he leaves in January
3: he'll never have actually played a um a full season for Brentford he, when he came he got injured um, he was effectively out for two years um, wow. and then he came back midway through last season you know was absolutely amazing scored loads of goals and uh, carried on this season his record for us is phenomenal um, he's very very quick he, he plays behind uh, the defenders he, he hassles defenders he's a little bit similar to Gale in that respect I think price wise though if you look at the two guys that the Codger and uh, McCormack, they were sort of you know, less proven, what in Codger's case McCormack is quite old and they went for similar amounts and I think that we, when we sold Andre Gray to Burnley, I think that was around 6 million going up to 12, so I think Gale was perhaps a decent decent buy for you, but yeah. in, in sort of today's market and with the amount of money in the Premier League, 12 million, 15 million to keep you up and then you know, reap all the benefits of the TV money. It's it's not actually that much in the grand scheme of things. Be a huge amount for us for a club like
1: Brentford. How do you see him fitting in in the Premier League? Do you think he's has he shown glimpses that you you would you think he'd be good enough for that level, or do you think it's maybe a bit early for him?
3: Difficult to say. I, I wouldn't have said Andre Gray would have you know taken the Premier <laughs> League football straight yeah. away because he's he's a strong guy. He's, he's you know he's quick. He can term players but his, his technique was pretty suspect. Mm-hmm. I think that Hogan is probably more suited for the Premier League in that he's you know, he's better technically, I think, as a footballer. I, I think it will all all depend on how how the teams play. You know, if, if they get the ball behind defenders, if they play a lot of football on the deck, then I, they create chances and I think he'll do well. I Absolutely, think if yeah. you sold him to Hull and just expected him to score goals out
2: of nothing, then he wouldn't be so good. Yeah. So um, on the on the Brentford yourself, I noticed you're 14th in the table, and you've really tailed off after a, a strong start. I, I remember when you came back to St James's, I think in I, I think it was September October. Yeah, it's yeah. um, That was that was billed as a really difficult game because we were second as we are now. You 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 were fifth at the time, um, and it was kind of you'd already beaten Reading at their place, which is probably the notable result of the season, I'd imagine for for you guys, because I but I, I think I think us and you were the only teams to beat Reading um what what's gone wrong is is it is that a reasonable question to ask or were you punching above your
3: weight yeah. no i think that's a pretty reasonable question ain't it? i think we've we've got a very very paper thin squad so we we haven't got a huge amount on the bench if if the first 11 aren't performing or we um or we have any injuries so take hogan out of the team i think in the league our top scorer is a centre half an ex ex Sunderland player called egan <laughs> Um, and, and then it was a guy called Kai Kai, who had been on loan from Palace, and he's now gone back. He went back last
2: week, and they were on, I think, three goals each. And, and Egan's goals all, all came in August. He
3: so you can see that if you take uh, Hogan's goals out of the team, then then uh, you know we, we're unlikely to score at the moment. I think that we when we played uh, before we played you, know, we were pretty solid defensively. We weren't conceding goals. I
2: think, um, I think when but, you, uh, I think when we played you, sorry, to interrupt, I'm pretty sure when we Played, you have the best defensive record in the championship going into that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't conceding at all, and then since then, you've not obviously not free past us quite easily. We we started conceding goals a bit, um,
3: a bit easier. Conceded three at Blackburn, um, and just I don't know. We just just went on a kind of a kind of run, a little, sim- quite similar to last season, where we just couldn't seem to get out of it. We seemed to go on good runs, bad runs, and then start to, to dig ourselves out after a sort of shocking run. You know, we we went to Norwich and lost five nil recently at the beginning of December. So it's been a funny season, but I think it's really a reflection on the kind of
2: quality and depth of squad that we've got at the moment, which is, is pretty thin, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I was looking through your results um, before you came on air, and they just make no sense. Like like you, were, <laughs> which is kind of which is like you say, it's kind of pretty standard for the championship. But I mean, if you, you know you hammered Preston, who are a reasonable side, five nil. Um, like we've alluded to, you won it. Um, won it, Reading. Um, sorry, Brighton. You beat Reading four one again. Reading uh, flying high. So and then you've you, then you Norwich. know, <laughs> uh, Norwich lost five 0 Lost at home at Barnsley. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it must Rick's be bug. must be quite frustrating as a fan to, to to lack the consistency, but but also be capable of pulling off the results that you have.
3: I think that's it. I think we are a very inconsistent team, but I think that's a reflection on the team's very, very young. And like I say, if, if, if the sort of first sort of 13 players of the squad are not performing, or there's injuries, then it's, you know, there isn't a huge amount to fall back on. Um, so it is, is you know, it is frustrating. We beat QPR on Sky. We're brilliant one Friday night, and then the next Friday lost at home to Fulham, and we're, we're pretty flat. So. it's
2: it hasn't been a, a particularly consistent season, but I think it is a reflection of of where the squad is at the moment. And how do you how do you see um, y- your season in terms of like what what represents um, both now and before the season? What what represents a good season for Brentford in your opinion? What should Brentford be aspiring to? I think
3: that the I think that the myself m- my expectations are probably quite similar to to what I would. Would look for now is a sort of solid mid-table finish. Um, we had a really good run at the end of last season. I could I could see something happening similar uh, this year, where we we end up at sort of ninth, tenth, or eleventh. I think that that would be a decent finish for us. I think there's there's a lot of dross uh, below us, so I never was particularly sort of worried about relegation. You can all, all, already kind of you know you can sort of guess that the four four teams are going to be sort of involved in the relegation. Fight at the end of the season, so I've never particularly worried. But I don't don't think we've got quite enough quality for to, um, to make the playoffs. I don't think we've got enough goals, um, particularly with Hogan probably leaving. So I think a mid-table finish would have been a good a good uh, place to finish at the beginning of the season. I must pretty much stick by that now.
2: Interesting, and I know it's a, it's a hard question because you don't know whether your best player will be playing for you or not on on Saturday. But how how do you see the game going?
3: It's a difficult one. I think we have been very, very inconsistent. We we won three uh, one at Birmingham um, just after New Year's, um, and you know played well. I think we've we're coming on to this and are quite on a relatively long unbeaten stretch with Brentford. So I don't know. I think if we turn up, which I think we will, it will be a big a big game, decent atmosphere for us. I think we could nick it. At the same time, we we could get turned over, but. Being optimistic, I'd I'd like to think we
1: could sneak a one 0 win. Yeah, it's probably a good time we playing us. I think at the minute as well. I mean, obviously without Shelby, um, who seems to be the sort of the key player that we we're, we're missing at the minute. Um, it's we we just look we look a bit low on confidence as well. So it's probably not a bad time to be playing us to be honest.
2: I know it sounds like uh, an obvious thing to say, but if you if you keep a clean sheet, you'll probably win because we we don't draw games. We've drawn once this season, um, which I think is the lowest number of draws in the football league. <laughs> um we either win or we lose. And it's one of the, our manager's big bugbears is that we don't know how to draw games like we've lost seven games or something in the league. All really tight. All really tight games where most of them will be the better team comfortably. Um but it's kind of not fun, panic that, sets any. in when we're when we're not up after 60 minutes the team seems to panic a little bit so if you can keep a clean sheet you're 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 far more likely to win the game than draw it because we just don't do draws Um, but having said that um, we we were able to rest a lot of players on Saturday Um, and you know Birmingham, um, me and Ben will have talked about this before (laughs) this interview for people listening Um, you know know, Dwight Gale was rested uh, Matt Ritchie was rested uh, Kieran Clark was rested, so Isaac Hayden Isaac Hayden and Carl Uncalled Dollar. So the the whole spine of our team has had a nice little break. I don't know what kind of side you you guys put out against Eastleigh. Obviously, it was a good result. Um, I don't know whether you know you rested players or you brought players in, but I think with Newcastle's rested team after the football, after the you know um, congested fixture period that we've had, I'd expect would have come out strong.
3: I think for us, we you know Shelby absolutely dominated the game. At St David's Park, I, I didn't feel we got tight enough on him. He, he was almost playing as sort of a quarterback. He was just behind everything that Newcastle did. So, I think that you know that's a massive, massive plus for us. But obviously, on paper, Newcastle should should win convincingly. I think that yeah, you know, we just hope that we can you know make it difficult. The pitch is going to be a lot, lot smaller. Our formation will be a lot different. To we've, we've got a sort of um, we've got too many centre halves, so we've ended up playing we're playing sort of three at the back. Now with wing backs, um, so the setup will be slightly different to the game at Newcastle. Um, but I think we'd just like to try and sort of stay in the game a little bit more than we did yeah. at Newcastle because it was just over too quickly. And we yeah. had like a patch in the second half where we, you
1: know, we threatened but didn't really create any serious chances. So I think for us, for me anyway, I would like to see you know the game be in the balance for a bit longer and then hope that we can we can nick it. That was the key in the first one, wasn't it? We we scored so early, it, it ended the game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I imagine. Two 0 up after fifteen minutes. Or I something. Imagine your game plan would have been similar to try and keep things tight, and it just unraveled so quickly. It it was probably one of the the more comfortable home games we've had this season, really. Um, did you uh?
2: Did you travel up for the game, Drake? Did you? Did you? I
1: did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to be at this one,
2: but television has intervened, and the game has been moved it ridiculously short. No, it's very frustrating for me. Um uh,
3: it's a joke, isn't it? Have you got train
2: tickets for Monday then? No, well I was I'm in the fortunate I was in the fortunate position where someone else was gonna be paying for my tickets for work. That's how I was able to make it down by by fitting in some work um stuff in London. But um you know, and I've managed to get rid of my tickets pretty easily. Um it was just frustrating just that, you know, for for fans who have spent money, but even for me where my plans have been kind of thrown into chaos and um, you know, it's just a bit of a farce. But we're used to it as football fans I mean we played um, Hull in the quarter final of the League Cup which we should have won we we're much better than them we should be playing tonight at Old Trafford not speaking to you <laughs> um, and we, you know we, we played them on the Tuesday and then played Forrest on the Friday for TV which was you know mental you know and Sky Sky <coughs> Sky, were willing to move that game weren't willing to move that game from the Friday to the Saturday or the Sunday to help the team but they've moved this one so the whole it, it makes no sense uh, from a football fan's perspective, anyway, but um, I think that's about everything. Jake, thanks so much for I, for joining I, us. Uh, you know, pass- I think uh,
3: just one one thing your fans, the fans that do make it down, is they might want to know is that there's no there's no alcohol inside the ground, so in the away end, so don't go in early expecting to be able to get a beer. Stay in the pubs to the last minute.
2: Wait. That's probably useful. Here, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's very useful information. Thanks for passing that on. Um, <laughs> I think there's is, is it for is there a pub in every corner or something like that about Brentford? Is that the grounds everyone talks
3: about? It's one one of them shut one of them shuts. So there's three. Most away fans will go to the Griffin, which is a nice old Fuller's pub, and it's it's right next to the away end. Um, there's also decent pubs called the Globe and the Nelson, which are quite near the station. Um, but I'd expect most Newcastle fans to go to the Griffin. They're all all away fan friendly. Um, they're all, all pretty decent. so you, you can't really go too wrong.
2: Brilliant. Jake, thanks very much for your time and uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of the season past Saturday.
3: No worries. Yeah, enjoy the game on Saturday. Cheers, mate. Cheers.